Hi, and welcome to the Shoot from the Heart podcast with me, Diane Bell. If you want to write a script, make a movie, or quite simply live an abundant and creatively fulfilled life, you are in the right place. Each week, I'll share with you tips, techniques, and real-world information that will inspire and empower you on your path. Thank you so much for joining me. I am rooting for you all the way. Let's do this. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to episode 88 of the Shoot from the Heart podcast. Now, you might hear some banging. It just started just as I hit record. And just to give you a heads up, we do have some construction going on in our house today. In fact, that's why I'm a little bit late recording this in our group live today, because just as I was about to sit down, the doorbell rang. And just as I was about to start again, the doorbell rang again. And it was deliveries. And now it's these construction workers that we have who are splitting one bedroom into two for my kids. So I apologize for the banging. There's not much I can do about it. I'm hoping it won't be too consistent or it won't go on too much, but we'll see. But let's get on with what we've got today. Now, obviously, I'm preparing for Destination Greenlight later this week, and I'm super excited. I'm spending so much time really honing this down, like what will really help you in 2023 move the wheels, get things going, get that momentum, get your script sold or get your movie made, whichever it is for you. So it's going to be incredible. Thinking about this masterclass, thinking about how we get to green light, got me to thinking about the first point on this journey, which is making sure we have a script that's good enough. And if you've been in my world long enough, you'll hear me often saying like your script does not have to be perfect. And I think this is worth repeating a thousand times over to certain screenwriters in our audience, because I think certain screenwriters feel like the script has to be perfect and they're constantly searching for perfection. And of course, perfect doesn't exist. We're creating art here. So your script does not have to be perfect. And the truth about selling scripts is it has to be good enough. No matter how good it is, after you sell it to a producer or after it gets financed, I guarantee you still there will be a ton of notes and a ton of development. Always. I don't think in the history of screenplays, produced screenplays, there's ever been one in which producers bought a script and just said, let's make it just as it is. Maybe that's happened. I don't know. I doubt it. Because the way this usually works is the producer sees the potential in your script. And for that reason, they option it and then they develop it with you. And most people who become involved as financial partners to the movie, whether they are actually financing the movie or whether they are finding the finance to it, most of those people will want to have some say on the development of it. So they will work with you to develop develop it. All this to say, your script really doesn't have to be perfect. What it does have to be is good enough. And the way that I will explain that to you is basically this. The script has to, has to satisfy a certain level of competence. It has to be like reasonably well written. It doesn't have to follow all the rules exactly as they are stated in some sort of screenwriting Bible that I don't even know who that person is that wrote it, <laughs> but it doesn't have to be perfect on that front, but it has to be professionally presented. It has to be well-written, but most importantly, it has to engage the reader. The reader has to root for the characters, fall in love with the characters, hate the characters. Notice that what I'm saying is the reader has to feel something. They have to care about what's happening in the script. They have to want to know what's happening. They have to be surprised at certain points along the journey, but most importantly, they have to feel something. And if you can make the reader feel something, 
you're onto a winner. Like that for me is the number one thing. And I say this because every time that I have sold a script or every time that I have got finance or backing for a script or a producer has wanted to be involved in a script, every single time the conversation that we've had when they've said, yeah, I want to do this with you, they have said to me something along the lines of, I couldn't put your script down. It made me cry. I couldn't put your script down. It just made me laugh. It made me feel so like I I just, I just felt it on every level. So the feeling thing, it's like every time, right? No one says, Hey, I really want to work on your script. I want to make this happen because you got all the formatting correct. (laughs) No one said that ever, by the way. They really just want to feel something. And that's like us watching movies. I mean, I think there's some people who go to movies for just an intellectual thing. There's some art house people. But the majority of people go to movies to be moved. That's why they're called movies, right? They move us. And whether they make us afraid or they make us excited or they make us laugh or they make us cry, they make us feel something. And so that's what we're really after. Now, In my experience reading screenplays, and I have read probably at this point in my life, thousands of screenplays, I don't think I'm exaggerating. One thing that I really notice between the ones that do stand out in some way beyond the fact that they make me feel something is how that is happening. And I see a lot of screenplays that they're perfectly adequate. The story is perfectly well constructed. The characters are perfectly well fleshed out. The dialogue is fine. The pacing is fine. But they're just a little boring. They're a little bit boring in how they're written and how the story is being told. And often the actual language that is being used, like in the action lines and sometimes also in the dialogue, it's just a little dull, to be honest. And when it's a little bit dull, it doesn't make you feel anything. Even if it's like the most dramatic thing is happening, the most tragic thing, the most sad thing, it's just sort of like it's not really penetrating you. And so what I want to talk about today is screenwriting style. And this is like next level screenwriting. The first stage of screenwriting is just to get your screenplay on the page in any which way, shape or form. (laughs) And at that stage, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter like anything about how it looks or how it runs or how it reads. It doesn't matter. But as you progress with your revisions of your screenplay, this is a part of it that I just think you cannot ignore. And if you're serious about getting to green light with your project as a screenwriter, and whether you want to raise finance for it or you want to actually sell the script, you have to have a script that makes someone feel something. And I think the way that happens is through mastering screenwriting style. So let's have a conversation about what I mean by screenwriting style. So what I often see in screenplays by newer screenwriters is it's all there. It's all on the page. It's all laid out, (laughs) but it's not affecting me in any way. It's not particularly interesting to read. Yeah, it's plodding along. It's telling me all the things that are happening. I can't argue against it on a certain level, but it also is not penetrating me emotionally. And so what is going on when a script does penetrate you emotionally? And there's some scripts, they just grab you. Like you can't look away. You can't put it down. You can't stop reading. There's other scripts that you're reading. You're just like, (laughs) do I have to keep reading this? I might just go make myself a little cup of tea. (laughs) Then a few pages later, hmm, I might just check my phone. Hmm, I might go do this. So 
how do we avoid having a script like this? And as I say, often it's not because of the story. It's not that the story is lacking. It's not that the, the characters are lacking. It's the style. It's the style. So I really learned about style myself when I had the incredible opportunity to co-write a screenplay with John McTiernan, the director of movies like Die Hard, Predator, Hunt for Red October. Now, how that happened was not how I got the job, but how I learned about style was the way that we worked together was we would get together in the morning and we would divvy up the scenes. We would sort of figure out what was happening in the next four to five scenes. And then he would say, you write these ones, I'll write these ones. And we would go back to his ranch in Wyoming and I would go to my house on the ranch and he would go to his big house on the ranch. And I would be working on my scenes and he would work on his and he would send me, he would email me his scenes and I would collate them into the script. So obviously I'm reading his scenes and I'm thinking I better copy how he's writing, <laughs> better mirror. So it feels like a coherent script and it doesn't seem like two people have written it and they've got totally different styles. I thought I've got to adapt to his style. I've got to embody his style in the way that I'm writing. So I started to really pay attention to what he was doing. Now, simultaneous to this, we were actually rewriting a script. And sometimes he was actually keeping the scene the same. For instance, there might have been a scene, it was a terrorist thriller, there might have been a scene in which the terrorists, they storm an airport to hijack an airplane. So this whole thing about like different terrorists who are disguised as different airport workers, and then they take over the plane and all this. So we had the original script. Now the original script, it was all written very, it was very, I mean, it was very professional script. Obviously it sold, John McTiernan was going to direct it, he was rewriting it for his, for him to direct. It was a perfectly adequate script. There was nothing wrong with the script in that front. But it was a little boring to read. These action scenes sort of went on for pages and pages with quite big paragraphs of action. They weren't really exciting to read. And what I noticed that John would do in McTiernan was he would take these and he would just kind of break them up. And he would make the lines small and punchy and full of energy and really moving on, like the pacing of it, a lot of white space on the page, often shedding the subject of the sentence. Pull into your grammar here if you remember what subject is, right? So instead of saying, he walks across the tarmac, it's like, walks across the tarmac, because you've already established who he is, right? It's like, he pulls off his mask, he walks across the tarmac, it's like, he, you know, Dave pulls off his mask, walks across the tarmac, pauses, right? And it's like, instead of he, 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 we just dump it. But I really noticed that what McTee was doing, and it was just spectacular to witness from me as a new screenwriter, I'd only written one screenplay at this point, was that really what he was doing was distilling the script into being a kind of shot list. And this has really stayed with me as a easy tool that any screenwriter can do to make their work a little bit more snappy. So what do I mean by this? When we make a film, when you actually shoot a film, there's going to be different shots. Say, for example, in a scene, we have a woman come in the door. She walks across the room to her friend who's sitting at the table. Her friend stands up and they start arguing. Okay, so that's like the simple scene. Now, as a director, we start to break it down into shots and what shots we will need, 
Right? So as a screenwriter, we might be thinking a little bit like a novelist at this point, and we're describing what's happening. She walks into the room and strolls across. She doesn't seem that concerned as she puts her hands on her friend's desk. Her friend stands up. It's like, and we're just, we're, we're doing it like a novelist. But if we start to employ the thought process of a director, we'll start to see, well, there's one shot where I'm going to see maybe her hand on the door handle opening the door. Maybe I'm going to see now a reaction shot of the friend, like shocked that this woman has walked into her room. Maybe now I'm going to see the two of them. I'm going to get an establishing shot. And then maybe I'm going to have a shot of her walking across the floor, right? So it's like my brain as a director, I'm breaking it down into shots. Now, as a screenwriter, I invite you to try this with a scene that you're writing. So that instead of describing it in this novelistic way, start to really see the movie and start to see the shots. Now, what McTee did was each line was a different shot. And I was like, this is genius. Basically, he's got a shot list and a script in one, right? But it kept it snappy, kept it moving, kept it really clear. So this is like, this is an introduction to this idea of style. So what do we mean by screenwriting style? Style is the words that you choose to go on the page of your screenplay. The words. It's how you're telling the story. So screenplays are not like novels. For the most part, we do not want big, dense paragraphs of description or big, dense paragraphs of action. What we want to see with screenwriting is a lot of white on the page. I'm kind of obsessed with the idea that screenwriting is very close to poetry, that it's more close to poetry than it is to novel writing or to short story writing or other kind of prose writing. And I think it's closer to poetry partly because of the economy. A poet never uses a word that is not necessary to the poem. There is a such a rigorous economical use of language in poetry. And screenwriting should be the same. There should not be one word in any line that is not necessary. If it's not necessary, you lose it. Now, things to consider, just like a poet would be considering the rhythm, the cadence, the kinds of words they're using, the musicality of the words. I believe that good screenwriting considers all those things too. The way that you're writing should absolutely match what you're writing. The the form is also the meaning. So, If, for instance, you're writing a fast-paced action thriller, your language should be just like racing along. I mean, it should be like, there should not be long, like my eyes have to go through a big, long paragraph. It should be like that. If you're writing some sort of comedy, it's just like, I mean, obviously it's got to make us laugh, but the style of it, okay, what kind of comedy is it, right? You know, if it's like a hip kind of young people comedy, it should have all that jargon, all that style, all that rhythm to it. If the comedy is a more muted, it's like older people intellectual kind of comedy, right? Like the language should be driving that. And this really just matters so much. I feel like so many screenwriters actually get a little lazy here. They've done the hard work of getting it on the page. It's sort of more novelistic than screenplay, really. And I think this happens because most writers have read more novels and short stories than they have read screenplays. 
I mean, hands up who here thinks they've read more screenplays than novels. I would be shocked if anyone was like, me, I've read more screenplays than novels. Most of us are pretty good readers and we've read a lot, but we've mostly read prose. So what I really recommend if you're are planning to write great scripts, if you want to write the best scripts that you can, start reading screenplays. Start reading a lot of screenplays. And the other thing that I'd recommend you do is read poetry. Read poetry and study how people are using language to convey meaning through the form of the words, not just the meaning of the words. Because if you can do this, I guarantee you, you will take your screenwriting to a whole other level. You're going to take it to that level where it really creates magic. So a couple more things that I would just love to leave you with as you start to like gestate on this idea of taking your script and making it great so that it really is worthy of going to green light. Some rules of thumb that I've learned over the years when I'm editing my script, when I'm revising my script. One writer I know, Robert Knott, oh my God, he's such an amazing writer. He was also an actor and he wrote the film Appaloosa with Ed Harris. Fantastic film. But his writing is just, when you read his scripts, everything just flies off the page at you. It's so punchy. It's so full of, full of vim and vigor, really. You know, I mean, you cannot deny his writing. It's just so good. And it was him who said to me, Diane, you know, whenever you have three lines of action, like together, look at them, question it. <laughs> does there really have to be that many words there? And it's, it's one of those things. Sometimes there does need to be that many words. But what we really want to do is white space on the page, make every word count. And so when you're just looking at your page, just look at those places where there's bigger paragraphs and take a moment and say, okay, does it really need to be a big paragraph like this? Can I hit the return key a couple more times in it? Can I lose some words? What words aren't really necessary here? And taking the time to really craft each sentence on that level will pay dividends. It will pay dividends, I guarantee it. Now, another thing in a bigger way is just when we have scenes and we're looking at a scene and we go, the scene is more than three pages. That's often problematic too. So if you have a scene that's more than three pages, have a look at that. That's just an aside. So I call this the rule of three (laughs) for screenwriting. The rule of three is question any scene that is more than three pages, question any action line or dialogue line that's more than three lines. And it's not to say that there shouldn't be scenes more than three pages. There's some fantastic scenes in so many movies that are a lot longer than three pages. But make sure you're earning them. Screenwriting ultimately is an art of economy. And what that means is it's it's distilled, it's boiled down to its essence. Nothing that is not necessary is there. It's only what is essential. And so applying that line by line to your screenplay, taking the time to every single line, is this the best way I can say this? Go through your screenplay and ask yourself, is this the most alive way to describe what's happening on the screen here? Is this the most vibrant way to describe what's happening on the screen here? Is this the most vivid way to describe what's happening on the screen here? Because what I see often with less experienced screenwriters is these descriptions that feel really unnecessary and are not particularly interesting and descriptions of action as well that do the same. And it's just turgid. It's just boring. But when you read the screenwriting masters, you'll see it's just, it's punchy, it's alive, it moves on the page and it moves you as a consequence. 
So these are just a few thoughts on how you can take your screenplay to the next level. If you're serious about getting to green light with your script, it's absolutely essential that you do this, that you don't just accept work that's maybe adequate, but not as great as it can be. So while I would never say you've got to look to try and make your script perfect, I would say it's worth taking the time to make it the best version that you can possibly deliver. And focusing on style at a certain point is as equally important as focusing on story structure, focusing on character development, focusing on the whole feeling of it. So it's really important that you do this too. Thank you for being here live with me today. I hope this is helpful. This is kind of a prelude to Destination Greenlight later this week. Take your time to really think about the script you have that you want to get to Greenlight. Take a minute to really think about, is this the best that it can be? Have I done everything that I can? Go through your script with a microscope, every single line. Hold it to that standard. Is this the most vivid way that I can describe this? Is this the most accentuated way that I can describe this? Actually, on this note, just before we wrap up, one other mistake I often see uh, newer screenwriters making is that they don't give enough space to big moments. It's like they're sort of racing through the script and they feel like, okay, so she bites her lips. She's devastated. We move on, right? It's like, wait, she bites her lips. She's devastated. Can we just, can we, she just found out that her mother's not her mother. I mean, this is a big moment, right? And it's like, but it's not a big moment because it's just racing through it all. So don't be afraid to really let those big moments, even if they're quiet moments, let them breathe on the page, give them the space that they deserve. Master the art of building up suspense and playing with your audience's emotions. Think about how they will react to things. Give them time to settle into things and to respond to things before you move on to the next thing. And I think often by just doing that, we can already take our screenplay to a whole other level. Like just taking a moment to go, okay, what are the biggest dramatic moments in my film? And am I really giving them the space and the energy and the the focus that they deserve? So this is a really beautiful thing to do as well. Okay, so I'm going to wrap this up now. And obviously this week on Thursday, we're starting Destination Greenlight. It's going to be so much fun. There's going to be so much information, real tools, real strategies, real mindset shifts, the whole thing. I know that you're going to leave these three days feeling completely inspired, empowered, and ready to make the magic happen. Like you're going to be absolutely in that vibe and also with the real life tools that you need to make it happen, whatever it is that you're dreaming of doing. The replays will be available for one week. So you have, you'll be able to catch up with them if you can't come live. But if you can, I would love to have you there because the energy is always fantastic. And I love people being there live so that, you know, I feel your energy. It helps. (laughs) So if you can come live, please do. I love you so much. Take care. Thank you for being here with me today. And I hope to see you later at Destination Greenlight. One last thing, please invite your friends to this. Anyone that you know that wants to write films, produce films, direct films, make films, get them on board. Tell them to join us. I would love for them to be a part of this in the network. All right, my loves, I'm going to go. Thank you so much for being here with me. And I will see you hopefully on Thursday at Destination Greenlight. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I know you can listen to so many different podcasts, so it really means the world to me that you chose to listen to this. 
If you've enjoyed this and you've had any value out of this podcast at all, can I ask a little favor? Could you please share it on social media or go to wherever you're listening to it and leave a review so that other people can find it? I really, really appreciate it so much. I love you so much and I can't wait to see you the next one. If you want to get in touch at any point, send me a message, support at dianebell.com and also check out my website, dianebell.com and see what I'm up to. Hopefully I'll see you in the social medias. Take care and I'll see you next time.